Hello and welcome to episode eight and the season one finale of Everything I Did Wrong as a Church Planter, a million part series. I'm Logan Wolf. I'm sitting here in my office in Provo, Utah. And today I am joined by my wife, Grayson. Grayson, how are you doing? Hello. Why is this particular recording unique? Um, well, we just sat here for 45 minutes and filmed a whole podcast and someone didn't have the audio set up. <laughs> so this is take two of the finale. We wasted We wasted time. precious We're, Grayson is on spring break this week. And so I apologize. That was that was nap time. Uh, so this, this episode will probably be a little shorter then because we worked out all the all the stuff, kinks and stuff on the front end. So, all right. This basically is if you're joining us for the first time, uh, man, glad to have you. This podcast, we're looking back over the last 12 years of ministry. And our ministry has taken a bunch of different forms during that time. We started as a mobile church in the conference center of a hotel. We navigated the church merger. We absorbed another ministry, became multi-site with buildings and staff in two different counties. Um, and then four years ago, just over four years ago, we offloaded all that structure and became a network of house churches now doing ministry across the state and even outside of, of Utah. And so the purpose of this podcast is as we talk through that to kind of help you ask questions as you're preparing um, maybe to save you some of the frustration and the missteps, the heartache that we've gone through, as well as just saving you the time, energy, and money, uh, not having to reinvent the wheel. So um, this is, I feel like the last seven episodes, we have covered the big mistakes that we made prior to moving to Utah, that season before we ever arrived. Um, if you listen to those episodes, obviously during them, there's a bunch of smaller mistakes that are connected and we talk through those as well. Um, but I thought here, episode eight, kind of bring that season to a close, season of, not just that season of life and ministry, but even this first season of the podcast. Um, Before we start talking about what happened once we got here, we hit the ground running, you know, the preview services, the grand opening services, the mobile church, that whole, those first five years. Um, So I wanted Grayson to come on and maybe share a little bit just of your personal story Mm -hmm. and coming to faith and then church planting is introduced. And then I'd like to just recap these episodes and get some of your thoughts. So. She's laughing because we've already done this. So, okay. So try to do it just as convincingly and passionately the first time. time I don't know. It was pretty charming. It was. I'm really upset. Um, So if she comes across like indifferent and you're like, wow, man, she's really not into this. It's because we just did this and we're frustrated. So, okay. Okay. So go right ahead. Yes. So as Logan mentioned, um, we're from North Carolina. So... I would say that I was raised in your pretty um, quintessential uh, Bible Belt Christian home. Um, went to Christian school almost all of my life. Uh, did a year of Christian college and uh, came to faith at the age of 10. And that was following um, my parents coming to faith as well. And we were all baptized together on the same day and uh, met Logan in my sophomore or junior year of, of high school, we started going to church together. Um, and that's when I met him and his family there. But um, like I said, overall, a pretty normalized, yeah. what you would see a lot um, in the area that we were raised. So we met at 
church. Mm-hmm. Our family started going to the same church that my family was going to. And of course, I mentioned in the previous episodes that actually was a church plant itself. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe explain or kind of your understanding of what church planting was growing up, mm-hmm. then coming like now, not just your understanding of it, but then now taking that title. Like we went out as church, people were calling us, we're church planters. So right. talk a little bit through just your understanding of all that before yeah. we moved. Yeah. I mean, I mean, being raised in that environment, you're not unfamiliar with words like missionary, um, which was probably primarily what I had been exposed to. I think everything kind of fell under that umbrella. You know, if you were moving outside of where you lived, like maybe that city, or even if you, I don't know, maybe if you were going you know, on the other side of the city, uh, you'd be considered missionary. But church planting was a relatively new term to me um, when we were first preparing to go out here, kind of starting a work where there is no work. You're, you know, starting from that early growth phase. So we were engaged. So we dated for a year. We're engaged for a year. And shortly after we got engaged, Grayson and I came to see Utah mm-hmm. um, just so she could put eyes on it before we we got married and made the move out here. It's interesting enough, we stayed with the couple. So I, I just mentioned we navigated the church merger. We absorbed the ministry of a couple that we stayed with before we got married. So that's who we we stayed with in Salt Lake City. And so Grayson had to come and see it. Any initial thoughts? Just yeah. going from talking about church planting to now you're standing where you're anticipating moving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we said, you know, Logan used to joke that it was easier to break up an engagement than it was a marriage. So I think he just wanted to make certain that I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, But like you mentioned, we stayed primarily in the Salt Lake area, but even, you know, being in Salt Lake and being exposed to a lot that's there, um, it's pretty immediately obvious the need and the lostness that's in the state. Um, and I think that trip was instrumental in me kind of catching his vision um, and being able to kind of say, okay, I'm in, let's do this yeah. um, and kind of make that big step together. Um, I was making trips to Utah every summer since just before I graduated high school, um, even through college. Grayson had that initial trip. We came one more time shortly after we got married. So we were married two years before we moved. Um, we came with your parents mm-hmm. and then uh, did the temple tour, the Okra Mountain Temple, doing all kind of the destination kind of touristy stuff. Yeah. And But we ended up staying in Park City. Anything, mm-hmm. even at that point, you you only had two trips to see it before. We were actually in Provo that second trip. Right. We were in Provo the first trip, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think being actually coming down into Provo that second trip and kind of getting a full feel for what the city would be like, you at least had some, you know, context or understanding. But I think in my mind, it was still, you know, kind of hitting you that you were leaving, Going. you know, that this was actually happening. Yeah. Okay. Um, remember that episode of Frasier? Oh. And the, like one of the latter seasons where Niles and Daphne get married mm-hmm. and they find out everyone would be upset because they, they eloped. Yes. And then so they had to go through a marriage ceremony again. Yeah. And then the, her mom wasn't there, so they pretended they weren't married and they did it again. Yeah. And so by the third time, they're just like, oh, and I love you. And all this kind of just nonchalant. Is, Is that, that what we're doing? That- <laughs> 
It's a nice rehash of the story. Okay. So, all right. I asked Grayson. So, Grayson has listened to the previous seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had asked her a time or two to be on some of those. And I think what what was the just – there was pushback. Um, yeah. Almost as much pushback as to get to record this a second time. So, what was the – what was some of the pushback just initially? Uh, I think it's just, uh, it's like reopening a wound. <laughs> because even listening to some of the episodes, there's like a physical reaction to it. Yeah. You know, we were so young, so naive, um, did not do a lot of thinking for ourselves or make decisions together. Yeah. Um, we just kind of did what other people told us to do. So I think for some of those specific topics that he's covered, it kind of hit a little. <laughs> I was like, all right, we, you go ahead. We were, yeah, so you got I think I've said this before. I was 25 when we moved here. That would have made you, what, 23, 22, turning 23. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very young. And so it was brand new experience to, for us. And so I would love just, what are your initial impressions? Because again, it's been hard to kind of get some feedback for the podcast just because I don't I'm not on social media yeah. or anything. So I'm just looking at reviews and ratings. Um like on Apple or Spotify. But what are you what's your initial thoughts of the podcast? What's what have you enjoyed or any what what could we do better as we wrap up this season and go into the to the next? I mean, obviously I'm not an outsider listening in because I was a direct participant in everything that happened. But I would certainly hope that somebody has found this helpful. And if we could save a young couple um, just starting out, even just a little bit of heartache or some poor decision making on the on the front end, then I'd say yeah. it was a success. Yeah, we the only um, thing that I mentioned previously as a downside was that a couple of them ran a little long for me in my short attention span. And then ironically, we ran a little long last time. And now we didn't get to use it. And now we didn't even get to use it. Yeah. Okay. So I appreciate that. Um, we're going to, I'm just going to just real quick recap some of these episodes. If you got a story you want to share mm-hmm. or some input, just something you were you know, around the same, same topics. Um, I'm just curious, even before we didn't ask last time, what was your favorite episode in the first, like you got seven episodes. Is there one that you found particularly helpful, enlightening? I mean, I, I don't know if it's helpful for you. You were, you were there, You're right. but enjoyable, maybe entertaining. I don't, maybe, I don't know. I did enjoy the first one you did with Isaac. Okay. Um, episode six. Episode six. I think that one sticks out. Was that the checklist? No, that's the look, that? that's episode seven. What was episode seven? six is about the church planning teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one where you're kind of recounting everything that we used to do every single Sunday that's, to set up for yeah. church. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I enjoyed that one. Um, I mean, I think you came... I think you came in strong right out of the gate. I think you can't do anything or none of the other episodes, I think, will mean anything to you until you understand, you know, personally. Oh, ecclesiology, what um, church is. What church is. So that is that is episode. So the seven big mistakes that we cover this season. Episode one, I did not have a biblical ecclesiology. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what church was. Yeah. In fact, that wasn't even until recent years that we actually read, read, wrestled with that scripturally. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? I'm sure it just parallels our experience growing up in existing traditional churches where church is mm-hmm. what, just what we were, this is church. We're sitting there. At, right. Like, right. You show up to a place, talk for a few minutes. Yeah. You know, 
I, do the whole traditional. I kid you not, growing up, when I would read the epistles, I would imagine like Paul standing in front at it in a pulpit and with everyone sitting in rows in front of him and him kind of like just reading his manuscript to him. Hymnal. Yeah. Here's the, the here's the songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, volume one. Um, and so uh, I just, that's what my mind church was. And so not now there's elements there that, yeah, those are things churches do. But I think I was more attached to that form. Like right. that the form is what church is rather than what the function. Yeah. So to your point, I think, yeah, if you don't have it nailed down biblically, what a church is, you're always going to chase after some preferential form. Uh, yeah. Some preferential form or tradition instead of playing it out biblically. Well, and most of us in America don't question the American church, you know, that's been replicated for yeah. hundreds of years in this country. And that's just kind of what we know to do. Um, but really diving in and learning about the Acts 2 church, you don't see, you know, you don't see a lot of those structures and systems and not necessarily that they're wrong, but I think some key components of those are left out, which is what we were. Right. And I think that's the reason it's what your ecclesiology, I think needs to be grounded in scripture for the purpose of when you hold that up and say, am I trying to, like, if it's biblical, Mm -hmm. it'll transcend methodologies. It'll transcend cultures and times, right? It's a biblical principle. Um, but the reason to have it grounded in scripture is to say, am I trying to hold on to something else that may not actually, Mm -hmm. you know, um, connect to or, or align with a biblical ecclesiology. And so it's a good way to evaluate, I think, traditions and preferences and those kind of things. And how much of this does this medium, does this structure, does it support what I know biblically to be true? Mm -hmm. And so I think given space to that, again, we, Grace and I both, have just within recent years walked through that and then walking through it with other brothers and sisters. Um, and it brings up you did things you didn't even realize you were holding to that weren't, you know, things you just, right. they just clutter your mind and your heart and you don't realize that's what it's doing. Yeah. So that was episode one. Um, episode two was, I did not know how to make a disciple. Now you shared just a little bit ago <laughs> in the episode that, how many, I know, this, that you actually received some training and equipping right. yeah. for evangelism. I mean, I knew I knew how to share my faith. And what was that? Um, what did... You know, just kind of a, we, the format we used kind of walked through the Romans Road, which I think is a very yeah. common, very popular way to engage and um, share the gospel in a succinct way. Um, but uh, as far as making disciples or me personally – you know, working with someone over a period of time and discipling them, seeing them come to to faith. I had never done that before, you know, outside of a 10 minute, Hey, do you know where you're going to go when you die? Oh, okay. Well, let me share with you some verses. Okay. Do you want to pray? No. Have a nice day. Yeah. That was the extent of my disciple making. I don't know if I ever received any kind of formal equipping for evangelism. I remember going door to door we had to with college, like um, they required it of you, and you can, you can be you can and you can be certain. I honestly reported how many doors I went to every single week. Um, like, Man, Logan's knocking three thousand doors a week. Like no one's touched. <laughs> Was that mostly just inviting people? To- so that's 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 what I'm gonna say. The difference between and we even did this when we moved here. We knocked every door in Provo. What were we doing? We were just inviting people to a service. And so I did not actually knock on the door and share the gospel until I had been on the field 
seven, eight, nine years, whenever I received some initial training. And then we had see, we had seen people saved mm-hmm. uh, less than half a dozen over those years. And in the context of I'm preaching, they're responding broadly in a group. Um, but you're right, that one-on-one, we're sharing the gospel. Now we're walking with you through the word to help you. What does this mean? Yeah. Um, we're just experiencing that in the last mm-hmm. four years or so, and which is insane. Yeah. We've been church planners for almost a decade and not have done that. And that not be part of your formal training before Even on the you're front released. End. Well, that goes back. Yeah. And that goes back to, yeah. which, which, well, let's just go here. Episode three, I did not explore various church planning organizations. So there were some things. I don't know if that's a, it's a wish. Something I wish we'd done different. I wish I'd been making disciples already mm-hmm. um, before I moved. Like moving somewhere doesn't magically make you a disciple maker. Like, oh, I'm, I live here, but now when I go over there, I'm, I'm going to start sharing my faith. Um, but I, that's a mistake I feel like a sending agency or a local church should have called out in us. Right. They didn't. So that's, again, that's one of the mistakes I feel like I don't need to carry as solely ours. It is a mistake, but I think that's some shared responsibility there. So episode three, church planning organizations. Mm-hmm. We just, what, what were you wearing? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you we we very much felt like um, this is our, this is where we are. This is what our choice is. You know, we didn't know that there were other options for us. Um, we were very, very young and I am grateful to all the people who did step in and help us get here, but it felt like we were a little, um, it's unauthentic word. I don't know. Unauthentic? In, inauthentic, it's right? An, it's inauthentic. Inauthentic. Yeah, that's the word. We both have master's degrees. Right? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I, I help educate children for a living. Um, you know, really well, unauthentic. Really <laughs> a little inauthentic. We're going to abandon that word. Wow. Pick a different word. Um, you know, maybe not true to ourselves in the process as, as far as um, you know, we knew going into that one option that we didn't fully agree, um, with everything that was being expected of us. Um, but at the same time, that was the only option as far as we were aware, you know, you were very eager to get here. So we were willing to just be like, okay, give me the paper. I'll sign it. Let me just get out there. Um, whereas in hindsight, we we could have done a better job at, at researching and and really being aware of the fact that there were other options that might have aligned better with. And of course, at that point, that we're not even talking about alignment around methodology. Mm-hmm. We're because we were we came convinced we were going to do the mobile church instead of right. a traditional tra- attractional model like that. I'm not talking about methods, uh, more preferential things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we probably would have gone another route that way. I, I think the. We didn't press into any of those as they were interviewing us and we're going through the material in preparation to move. Had we been aware that there are other options? And I think this is a good a good takeaway. If you are a, about to be a church planter or missionary, there are tons of options as far as partnering with sending agencies or networks or organizations or local churches to get you where you want to go. So because of that, you shouldn't have a fear of asking questions right. and and asking for some clarity and, and facilitating some conversation around things either you don't understand or things that don't make sense to you. And really, I mean, there's a chance for some some mutual growth, I think, in that by having those conversations. I think in our situation, because we were, ign- this was ignorance, this is pure ignorance, we didn't know there were other options. 
And so we were afraid, I think, to push back on some of those things or to ask questions about those things because then if they... If we're told no. Well, what do we do? Well, then what do we do? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's hindsight um, yeah. would have had more was, conversation. I think that was definitely uh, a, a big mistake. Yeah. But here we are. We're in Utah. All right. Number episode four. We made fundraising. I made fundraising entirely about money. Mm-hmm. So Grayson and I um, raised support to move out here. Essentially, my salary um, called a deputation, just basically that circuit of fundraising. We took sixteen months. I don't think it. I don't think we should have taken that long. I know some people spend a lot longer, but I'm I'm feeling like that was probably we probably should have been a little quicker. Um, we were in five different states, 121 different churches. So Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Um, and then usually if there was some kind of revival or camp or something, we'd be there at a Tuesday or Thursday night event or something, uh, a VBS maybe through the weekend, but just trying to raise money. Mm-hmm. I, I wish like we don't know we're here for many of the, there's a very small fraction of people that we're still connected with through that. And I think right. in that episode that that's my, my regret. What are your, I mean, yeah. What are your looking at that whole experience? What are your initial thoughts? And then maybe even the, that mistake of. I mean, I think even when we were in it, we weren't enjoying it, but it was a necessary means to, again, this is what we have to do in order to get to Utah. So it made for very long weeks. It was a lot. Um, you know, I was still finishing school, um, finishing up student teaching. So a lot of times we were in super late on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, you know, I was getting up and, and going to school the next day. Um, so it was a lot. And I think when you show up and all you, your end goal is we need to leave with as much money as possible, because this is the goal we're trying to hit you know, we need people to, we need a good offering. And on top of that, we need people to really buy in, you know, instead of, well, at least for me, it's like, okay, I want you to catch the bur- burden and the vision, but really we need like, we're here just because we just need X amount of money. So again, I think it takes some of the. Are you going to use the word? Awesome. <laughs> I think it takes, I mean, I think it takes some of your, your passion out of it and doing the same thing over and over and over again. Because you got to hear the same sermon. Oh, two. I had two you ser- rotated. Well, not initially though. I was preaching that one pretty, pretty hard for a while. That's true. By the last time I preached it, I mean, it was fire. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> as polished as can be, man. Um, yes. But I, here, and here's the regret in that is like because of that was the I think the error also is a mindset of coming in like instead of looking how can we bless and equip and encourage this group of people right it was a take 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 yeah and I think that's wrong like ministry should be collaboration and teamwork and partnership mm-hmm. and part of that's probably the like in our case maybe the structure the point was set up like we just need to go get money right but man in that ep- in that particular episode I share out there's some, some things I wish I had played out ways to partner with others and we're still exploring that now I'm still on support raising support for my salary we so. should do a whole episode in season two of just hilarious situations that we've found ourselves deputation? in on deputation that should be because like not really a mistake that should be a bonus that's episode. not a mistake those are just we picked a church out of a book called them they said <laughs> We could come and we show up and there's like outhouses. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, we what we'll do is we'll do it just a bonus episode. That's not a mistake. We have stories, obviously. Anyone who's done any kind of fundraising, oh, you have stories. you have stories. So we've got stories, but that would be hilarious. It probably be funny, and it probably would be the anxiety inducing. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
the next uh, episode, episode uh, five, I didn't clarify the role of our home church. Mm-hmm. So Grace and I said we met at church. We grew up in the same church. We married. In we that married church. at that church. Um, that was our. I that was our home church. I was uh, on staff there. I interned there, and then I was on staff there once we got married. Mm-hmm. And then that was when we transitioned to raising support. That's where we would come back. You know, um, after we kind of partnered with the sending agency, I feel like that kind of fell off. And so in that episode, I talk about how a lot of relational conflict and frustration comes out of uncommunicated expectations. Yeah. Like I would have thought a church plant, which was our home church, sending out another church planter would have been a rallying point. Like this is exciting. And then it didn't. Communication kind of fell off. When we moved here, they stopped supporting us. They've never sent anyone to see us. Um, no teams or anything. And even when I've reached out, I know you've reached out directly. There's been contact and it's been met with kind of resistance and silence. So I don't know. I'm just, I hate, hate, hate that that's what happened. How that unfolded. Yeah. Yeah. As you look back at that, any yeah, thoughts when you listen to that episode? I think the, yeah, I think one of the main reasons why communication stayed as long as it did was um, because both of our families were still going there at the time. Yeah. So I think it's kind of hard to ignore us when our families were still going to church there. Um, but you know, since then our, you know, parents have moved away and yeah, it, I think, um, it turned into a situation of maybe some preferential differences and then again, I want to highlight, we're talking, there was no drastic methodological difference Mm -mm. until just recently. So when we're talking about with any differences, we're talking preferential things. We're We're not talking about right methods. And if you're like burning for an example, like the fact that Logan wasn't wearing a tie on Sundays, yeah, we'll just we'll just go with that. that one. That's a good example. So I, I yes, I think that the our our home church, those things started become what started as something small eventually became a huge divide. Yeah. Um, and like Logan mentioned, you know, we've reached out and and tried to kind of bridge bridge that gap back or restore a relationship there and um it hasn't been met with no with them so the takeaway from that conversation um or that episode is if you're 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 attending a church now in in anticipation of being a church planter or a missionary you're on staff somewhere i would go ahead and bring that up and be like what will be the role what will be our relationship um because it's best to know on the front end and they may tell you there won't be one Okay, but at least to know that up front, I guess. At least to know that up front. And or but I think it's okay to it's okay to ask, like, will you be sending mission teams to come help us get started? Will you be at our grand opening service? Will you be praying for us on a how do you want me to submit prayer requests to the body? Can I get, bring updates to the to the body here? Or you know, what's the financial commitment? And I think having all those conversations up front, because I just assumed those things. Right. Like I just assumed our home church would be Mm-hmm. Sending people and sending money and praying for us, and it just wasn't. So I think even that episode itself may be a good icebreaker to share with the church you're at now um, and have that conversation. That's so important. The next two episodes, so episode six and seven, I brought in a friend of mine, um, Isaac, that I met at initially, I met at Idea Day, this conference in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Incredible conference, highly recommend it. Um, we met there, connected there, would talk on the phone occasionally, but then really it actually started to be more like a bouncing things off each other, asking questions, learning from each other. And uh, I've got to go out to see Isaac specifically on some trips, ministry trips to California 
um, where he's at. So it's been, we've been talking a lot more frequently, frequently, and his story paralleled ours so much to the point of they've been in California the same amount of time um, from a very conservative background. It's comforting to know there were others. (laughs) There were other people. Well, there's struggles. Things he's like, things we, he was asking some of the same questions we were asking, figuring those things out. It led to some changes in ministry and changes in priorities, changes in schedule. Um, and he was, again, was still in the throw. So I brought him on those last two episodes, uh, which you said you've enjoyed those, those give and take kind of conversations. So episode six was, we didn't assemble a church planting team. Yeah. Um, Isaac and I both, Isaac and his wife, you and me both came out by ourselves. Yeah. So, and again, you know, we didn't know any better and our sending agency didn't speak into that and say, we feel like it's unwise for two very young people in their early twenties to take off across the country by themselves with no support system. Mm. Um, I don't, nobody had the highs, you know, had the wherewithal to tell us, Hey, we could see you guys getting depressed. We could see. This, this is a little not, more, this is a little more pointed than the first time. This is not going so they let us just take off. And, Again, I'm 25. She's 22, turning 23 when we moved here. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we moved here by ourselves. We had asked, you know, we had said the whole title deputation, you know, pray about joining us. Um, no takers. Apparently, people think Utah is just, you know. The worst thing ever. It's still Which America. it might be because it's April 4th and I'm looking at a snowstorm outside. It has been snowing so for two days now. Maybe Just, this is why people didn't want to move. This is, it's so cold. We have our answer. It is so cold. Uh, so again, I don't, I think if somebody maybe, maybe would have earnestly sat us down and helped us understand that we needed to be cautious, you might have listened. He right. was also very determined. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Just to get out here. But that that first year, not having any community and not having, you know, co-laborers. Um, Which is, it's contrary. It, it was not smart relationally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. It was not good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's against the biblical pattern. Like I'm running through a study right now with a brother in California, not Isaac, another brother, and a brother in Arkansas. And we're doing this every week and just looking at the teaming aspect in the book of Acts. And there's no, like, God's calling individuals to different work, but there's this collaborate that they're together. Yeah. And we kind of spurned that, I think, to mm-hmm. our detriment. So, um, And it didn't seem like, you know, not only did they not say, hey, Logan Grayson, let's put a pause on this until we get you some, you know, good help. There, there didn't seem to be any help engaging people for us. Like we were the ones doing all the asking where you think of like an agency, they're kind of working with you and for you as well. You know, there was no, not that I'm aware of, there was no, let's find Logan and Grayson some co-laborers. Yeah. It was kind of all left to us. And then when move date was getting closer, it was like, well, you know, you tried. (laughs) Here's $20. Yes. For food in the airport. Have a nice day. And we had, and I share in that episode, so I won't recount it now. We had number of people come to help and i'm using that that's an italicized word or an asterisk on the back side of it it's an air quotes yeah um so there was a lot that can be said about is there unity in those teams is there shared vision even the like the first team that couple that came to help us their home church was holding them to some like was very like closed hand holding them to some standards and preferences that we were not 
as you know, I was essentially their pastor. Mm-hmm. We were not holding to those standards here. And so you had some voice from 2,200 miles away kind of like trying to, to dictate some things. And so, again, uncommunicated expectations, yeah. uncommunicated, like didn't find roles of the home churches. Like there's a lot, a lot could have been done there with the teaming aspect. And now, of course, man, we, we labor, co-laborers and teammates have come up from the harvest. Like there's people we've seen saved and baptized are now running with us in deep relationships of others that have come alongside of us in Provo and in the network as a whole, and then right. even spilling outside. And, you know, I even look back and, you know, we talk, you know, mistakes that we've made, but I think it to some degree too, well, not some degree, this is a biblical fact that God had a plan for all of that. Right. And so you look back and think, well, maybe would we appreciate what you, what we have now, yeah. you know, if we would have, it's always like, like I think, attention. yeah, he's redeeming. He's redeeming. Yeah. All these are, mis- I'm saying these are mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm clearly aware mm-hmm. we would not be where we are now. had not walked yes. some of this. And again, I all- think it just makes me more grateful for the amazing mm-hmm. people that we are surrounded by now. Right. You know, right. when you go through a season of loneliness and then to come out of that with such rich relationship. It's good. You know. It's good. Okay, last one. Last one. Episode seven. This was just a couple of weeks ago. I was with Isaac in this. I read church planning books like checklists. You did. I did. You didn't read any church planning books. Um, nope. Did not. I read whatever. I, I gave the list in that episode. Mm-hmm. I read these often on deputation. 95% of the time when we we're going to a church to raise money, Grayson's the one driving and I'm sitting over there. Still the one driving. So I just hate driving so much. I just hate it so much. Um, I waited until I was 18 to get my license. And so, <laughs> so um, I'm reading these church planning books and I'm mm-hmm. viewing them as if I do X, Y, and Z, right. stuff will happen here. Yeah. Um, it didn't happen that way. No, no. And I don't think I didn't read because I wasn't interested. I just think at the time, it could be different now. Nothing really existed for, I guess, women on that topic. Because a lot of the church planning books you read, you know, at, you're reading those as the lead pastor. You're right. reading that as the one, you know, doing a lot of that work. Um, but anything that was given to me or suggested for me to read during that time was more, um, in my role as a pastor's wife, which, you know, you can find some good in just about anything that you read, take little bits and pieces, but most of it was so heavily geared towards, uh, child raising. And at the time we didn't have kids and we didn't have kids for the first like six years that we lived here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were, we, we were married eight years and six, yeah, six mm-hmm. years before Jacob. So, so, I mean, that's a long time for me to be trying to be helpful to you and the work and there not really being anything rich and purposeful. And like I mentioned last time. Ah, and the, and the lost episode. And the, yeah. and the lost episode with no audio. Um, you know, nothing, the whole reason why you're here is the whole reason why you're on the mission field, church planting, is to make disciples, right? That's the great commission lived out. Well, nothing really existed for how to do that. Most of the things at the time that existed for women were about, you know, supporting your husband as a pastor's wife in that role, and then, you know, bringing up your children, which again, aren't evils in themselves. Those are very helpful resources, but 
um, again, that was not the stage of life that I was in. I, I wish it would have, again, because I'm reading these church planning books. I'm running like checklists. They're also, there's stuff they speak to that's like when you have, like you've done your launch and now you've got 25 or 50 or 100 people or whatever. And I'm trying to put all that in place when it's just Grace and I. It was just Grace and I for the first, after after we launched, it was just Grace and I for the first year. Two people. Yeah. So I'm like trying to put in, uh, if I've mentioned Nelson Searcy in several episodes. Love Nelson Searcy stuff. A lot of systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to p- implement policies and stuff and procedures and pipelines for all these systems. Right. As if we've got huge amounts of people we're bringing into the building. Or even like 2550. And, and it's. It's Grayson and I. And so that's, it was wasted time and energy. Right. And so what would have been way more <laughs> applicable and practical is if Logan and I had moved here and just started making disciples yeah. rather than, you know, hold up in our condo while he's going through a checklist for. Yeah. And then that's, 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 that, that, that would have been the most helpful thing. But again, would've... that's, you, you felt accomplished because it's like, okay, something. I'm getting things done, yeah. but it's not kingdom work. We didn't advance the kingdom no, at all. No, it could have been hindsight. hindsight. I mean, hindsight, we that's something we would have done differently. We would have just started making disciples and learning that. Mm-hmm. And then as you get disciples, hey, we should be gathering these. Oh, now we have a church. We should, yeah. we should begin to think through some of this. So yeah. um, any other thoughts? comments about season one of the podcast oh it was good i'm excited for season two i am too and so in season two the plan is to to begin addressing the phase of life and ministry as we prepared to launch so moving in getting acclimated this preview services some of the resources we were looking at and then preparing for that grand opening launch service i think that will encompass season season two um i hope this has been helpful if it has been um, I mean, please subscribe to the podcast. Maybe you're just jumping in right now. This is the first episode you've listened to. That's awesome. Um, I, hopefully this will make you want to go back and listen to at least a couple of these previous episodes and get more of that information. Um, please subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review for us. We are on Spotify. We're on um, Apple Podcasts. And then share this. I mean, share it on your social media. Pass it around. If you know a church planter, a missionary, someone who's thinking of being a church planter, a missionary, if you've got staff at your church or whatever, mm-hmm. a team, uh, please pass it around. And uh, and if your wife's looking for someone to connect with, I know all the emotions that come with <laughs> uh, this process and someone who's we've been doing this for 12 years now. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram. So tell your wife to it's, send me a message. What and, is your handle then? Um, I believe it's gray, gray, 88, gray, gray, 88 on Instagram, yes, on Instagram. So I'd love to connect with your wife and offer any support that, that I can. Again, I am Logan Wolf. This is my wife, Grayson. And this has been everything I did wrong as a church planter, a million part series.